Started test record. Test so, two. Test two. So it's not really showing volume. I mean, all that it, yeah. I think is controlled through here. So we can we would be able to turn down our volume after we're editing. Okay. Using. Why don't I think we put this, this as the intro? Well, just this conversation we just had. Right now? Yeah, just... We <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We can do that. You know what we can do? We can... I mean, I've been playing with it. We can do it, but to... I'm not about it. Okay. I just want to make sure I get our Twitter handle right, so... Because I'm going to mention that about 27 times. I got it. The role players. The role players. Check us out on Twitter. Become our fifth follower. And uh, we will give you a... Good day, ladies and gentlemen, friends and family, and all of those in between. We are the role players. I am one half of the role players, Arthur Mosley, along with my good friend... Daniel Allen. Mr. Daniel Allen joins us, the role players. As always, you can find us on Twitter at the role players one the number one at the end on twitter we'd love to have your interaction daniel i know last week we had a push for a, a set of goal of twenty five thousand listeners we're going for the blue check made some progress <laughs> a little bit of progress we're up to 14 yeah slowly but surely getting up there to the twenty five thousand mark a uh, couple more weeks with that kind of progress and we'll be there in no time Rome wasn't built in a day. And also, uh, if you're listening, if you did not find us on iTunes, please go to iTunes, uh, The Role Players. We are uh, the, role, the role players with the blue and white uh, microphone. Yeah, big old microphone. The top, I think we're the top we're one now. There's another one with a, with a not to bash anybody, um, but, but another one on there that's got a graphic that's like a cartoon of two people and then like a football and a hockey stick or something. We're yeah. not that one. We are not, not that us. one. Neither one of yeah. us has a beard. No, no beards, and we, yeah. we probably won't talk a whole lot about hockey. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks for joining us. Week number three of the Role Players, and man, uh, we, you know, last two weeks we were breaking down the SEC and the ACC. Uh, you know, we had to keep ourselves awake with IVs mm-hmm. of coffee uh, breaking down Wake Forest and um, Duke football. So we were really excited. I know Daniel was excited about Northwestern. I had a whole bunch of show notes on Oregon State. Yeah. Um, we were going to dig deep into these teams. Yes. And just continue the conference pre Even after the season started, we were going to continue our conference breakdowns and go through all the Power Five and then the Group of Five. And then from there, you know, Kennesaw State, Kennesaw Reinhardt, State, Mercer, we were yeah. gonna, uh, West Georgia. High school. There's uh, some junior varsity. Well, teams actually, if you, if you want to break down high school, you can always listen to the Turf Ferguson report. Uh, That's true. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We we are excited because we are on the precipice of, of the season, the college football season Kick beginning. Kickoff. It, like, it is like Christmas. Uh, you know, Daniel... Uh, UJ alum, myself, Miami Hurricane fan. We it, we, we mentioned a, a Christmas reference, and we are hoping that we don't get lumps of coal in our stocking this year. Yeah, um, that's what it, Art said this week. He said, it, "I feel like a, it's Christmas Eve," and I told him, "Unfortunately, as a Georgia fan and Miami fan, over the last however many ten or fifteen years, we we it's like we wake up and we get coal on our stocking. Yeah. We're still excited the night before, hoping for something different." 
this season on the field, but it doesn't matter. I mean, just the fact that there's games going on and there's games this weekend, which is they keep moving it back. I didn't I didn't even realize there were games this weekend until until recently. But the fact that there's going to be actual games, things to talk about, results to go over, and not just speculation and previews and projections and actual action, action on the field. Action exactly. starts. So just to, just to refresh you guys, you know, our show is about two guys talking sports. Uh, you know, our opinions don't matter, but you should listen to us anyway. We are not going to get into a whole bunch of statistics and bore uh-huh. you to death with the minutia. We just want, it's two guys at the water cooler, at the lunch table, all, you know, just talking sports. So few topics we want to cover this week. Uh, number one, uh, big news out of the NBA, obviously Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, and et cetera trade. We want to take a look at just kind of run down the college football action. If you have not heard the, as a matter of fact, two top 20 AP top 25 teams in action this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, there's also a boxing MMA spectacle going on. You may or may spectacle. not. Spectacle. That's a good way to describe it. And then we, uh, we'll get into our wild card. And we, we feel like, especially for those folks in the, uh, gosh, I don't even want to say this because this might tease it too much, but the folks in the dirty, dirty uh, <laughs> might might appreciate the the wild card segment and if you're not from from uh, Atlanta uh, you might not understand what the dirty dirty is but uh, we are plugged into the hip hop scene here, here <laughs> the role players so um, so anyhow Isaiah Thomas and, and let me go back I'm I'm sitting working on on some something else this week and I get a text from Daniel saying Kyrie's been traded to Boston and I was like Stop lying. Quit playing. To Boston. Be it. You know, there's yeah. no way. No way. Who would do that? Yeah. You, you trade them to your to your uh, your top competition there in the in the East. It's none of us saw this coming. Or at least I don't think I didn't see it coming. You didn't see it coming. I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything. Like we had heard uh, some potential suitors. I knew the Knicks, and then San Antonio. Yeah, San Antonio, I think, might have been the spot. Uh, I think now, after the fact, they, there was a proposal for Kyrie for Clay Thompson. Not sure how much sense that makes. Um, that make much you know, we, we, we talked about kind of before the show, we talked about is Kyrie a good fit for for San Antonio? I, I made a snide remark, you know, you get rid of one ball hog and LaMarcus Aldridge for Kyrie. I don't think that really improves your team. Okay. Uh, the Knicks. I, I, Nothing's gonna improve. It is, not one player. Is there anything that can come good out of the boss? Out of, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. out of Madison Square Garden. I mean, the Knicks. That's like the biggest dumpster fire it's in sports been for a while. Yeah, no, nothing. Not they got Chris Stapps, but nothing else positive inside there for the. I don't think that would have made a difference. So, so, Dan, you had mentioned kind of the 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 Boston Celtic mentality of those players, and we can we can take that back to. Red Auerbach and his teams of the 60s and 70s and uh, Bill Russell and, and those teams and then the Celtics teams of the of the early 80s, early to mid-80s with Bird and Ainge and Parrish and McHale and, mm-hmm. and Cornbread Maxwell. I mean, those kind of guys. Mike. You get you get somebody, I mean, that's just blue collar. Yeah. We're packing our lunch pail today. We're going to, you know, we're going to grind you down. Yeah. yeah. That's been their, their whole sort of uh, – 
the type of team they were for the last few years too. And and Jay Crowder was kind of heart and soul of that. And Isaiah Thomas was kind of the underdog, you know, being the little guy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been their identity and uh, just sort of a tough, a tough grinded out team. And that's that's a big chunk of that sort of nucleus and and the heart of the team and Thomas and and Crowder to to ship out of there and bring in Kyrie. Uh, if if there was ever a coach to maybe make that this transition work, I think Brad Stevens is the guy, young enough, uh, innovative enough uh, to be a player's coach. But here you had a team that brought in Gordon Hayward. Uh, you know, as a free agent, and we thought this t- this lineup was pretty set. Now, now don't you you ba- you really have two new superstars on this team that you have to get to play together. How does yeah you, you you lose maybe some of the identity with like you said Jay Crowder, who's a heart and soul of that Isaiah Thomas, the who you said really endeared himself to Boston, mm-hmm. the little guy, the underdog. Uh, how yeah. does, how does Brad Stevens mix these two players together? Well, he's got he's got a great. I mean, Crowder. He meant a lot to that team, but sooner than later, Jalen Brown was going to take his minutes, and and Jalen Brown is the future there at the three for them, I think. And you bring in Hayward at the two, and then you've got you draft Jason Tatum, and so he's got a great young young group of players. Then you've got Horford at the five, um, and Kyrie. I mean, I I'm with you. If anybody can do it, Brad Stevens can do it because he's anything he seems to touch and take. Uh, turns out well so I I have faith that he can Kyrie that's the the thing about Hayward I think is he's not a guy that that really needs the ball in his hand you know he he doesn't really dominate the ball Mm -hmm. so I think they could play well off of each other um I mean so so who who in in your opinion who wins in this trade you get you 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 know the Boston Boston Celtics get Kyrie uh the Cavaliers get not only Isaiah Thomas Jay Crowder and a rookie um uh, Ante Zizic and a draft pick too, didn't they? I think I believe a, a draft For next pick. Year? Yeah. So, so does Cleveland win? And, and let's let's face it, LeBron is probably not in Cleveland next year, with or without whether or not Kyrie stayed. Yeah. We 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 really we believe both thought, it. We both agreed that. Yeah. Kind of felt that that he's going to be gone. I would think. I mean, I kind of think they're both on the last year of their contract. I I just looking at. It, I think they both benefit because one's a guy that. You know, Kyrie didn't want to be there, and that was going to become a circus if he stayed there. But I, I would think of between the two teams, I would say probably Cleveland is better off just from the chemistry standpoint. And Isaiah, you know, he he can fill it up, and they were the team that was has been in the finals, and they have LeBron, so they didn't really <laughs> need a whole lot. And you get a draft pick and and Crowder, and then this this rookie. I would if I had to pick a side that that came out. Better, I would say Cleveland, but I think they both came out great in this trade. Is this trade enough for Cleveland or Boston to compete? And and, and when I say compete, force the NBA championship to seven games to six games with whoever comes out of the West, whether it be mm-hmm. Houston, uh, San Antonio, or the the ultimate favorite to, yeah. to repeat the Golden State Warriors. I don't think so. I don't think so because you're kind of – I don't really see a huge change in the two players switching teams. I mean, they're both dynamic point guards. They both can fill it up, can, can score a ton. I don't really see this trade being the difference in somebody getting past Golden State or not. And I don't really – 
I mean, it's it's tough to say this move would put Boston past Cleveland because Boston's made a lot of moves this offseason, mm-hmm. bringing in Hayward and Adam Tatum. So I don't know. I, I, I just don't see how this changes a whole lot overall in the big picture in the East. Well, it's uh, much more to be seen. The NBA staying relevant even in their offseason with some big-time moves. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this – as this comes as a surprise, I think everyone was curious, every NBA or basketball fan was curious, how would that dynamic work in Cleveland after the story was leaked about Kyrie wanting or requesting or demanding, however you want mm-hmm. to put it, a trade. And I, I just don't know if I would have wanted to been in that locker room. No, I'm sure that the guy that's most relieved is Tyron Lue, that he doesn't have to deal with that. Absolutely. Yeah, just, the sooner the surface, better. Yeah. I, that'll be an interesting, those two teams – uh, an opening night play against each other. So that'll be interesting to see Kyrie and LeBron out there on the court and if, they, if they're if they cordial before the game. And <laughs> and I, for one, hope that Kyrie kind of, you know, owns it and says, look, and doesn't try to be best buddies with it, you know, and kind of says, yeah, yeah, I wanted to leave. I wanted to get away from him. That's a, really the first star that's left LeBron. Right. You know, he's usually the one packing, packing his bags and leaving town. So, um I would like to see some some sparks fly and Kyrie kind of say you know owning up to it and saying yeah not not backing down or well that remains to be seen I don't know if you'll get your wish because LeBron uh, you know he took the high road uh, and and thanked Kyrie for his service but I think you you have to do that enough enough LeBron talk because we will I'm sure we will talk Cleveland Boston in the Eastern Conference plenty of time this winter come this winter and the spring. Mm One of the biggest events in the South, and we both grew up in the South, is is the start of college football. And, mm-hmm. man, we cannot be happier. Just want to run down for, for our listeners. Um, uh, the I've got five power, power five, next five kind of tight games. Just want to mention these to you just in case. I believe these games kick off around 2.30 on Saturday. So This Saturday. This yes. Saturday. This Saturday, um, the games kick off. Today's August twenty sixth. Yes, it, as we record, it's August twenty fourth. The twenty sixth, Oregon State goes to Colorado State. Uh, Portland State playing at BYU. Uh, the number nineteenth ranked South Florida Bulls traveling across the country to play the San Jose State Spartans. Whatever Trojans. They are. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And. Uh, uh, Stanford going to uh, number 14 Stanford playing the Rice Owls. I do know their mm-hmm. mascot. And the Hawaii Rainbows, the Fighting Rainbows of Hawaii, traveling cross-country to play UMass. Aren't um, they the Warriors now? Are they the Rainbow Warriors or just they the Warriors? They used to be Rainbow Warriors. I think they cut off Rainbow. Uh, maybe that was a, maybe they, <laughs> maybe them it's the fighting rainbows. Uh, did I call them the fighting rainbows? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I think of Hawaii football. Okay, it's just not a threat. The fighting rainbows. It's that's it's, a first. You know what? It, once once the timeline changes to six hours after the time I'm here, I really don't pay a whole lot of attention to your football team. We've got. Uh, uh, our fact check going on right now. Yeah, they're still the Rainbow Warriors. I right. guess they didn't drop the rainbow. Okay, not, so, not the Fighting Rainbows. So I, <laughs> fighting Rainbows. The Hawaii Fighting Rainbows. Yeah, um, we can call them that. All right. So normally you take your team out to Hawaii. I wonder if this was a home and home for UMass because who, who in their right mind wants to travel from Hawaii to go to Boston? Boston. I know nobody from Atlanta wants to go to Boston, especially not at twenty-eight to three in the afternoon. <laughs> 
That's let's cold. move on. That's cold. It, let's move on. Those are your your five matchups this weekend. If you're hard up for college football action, tune in. Um, but next week is usually the Thursday before the opening weekend for everybody is when the first kind of the kickoff starts. And then, man, Chick-fil-A, what they've done with their, their kickoff uh, classic over the years has really improved that first weekend. Yeah, they, they really have blown things out of the water. Uh, hats off to uh, really Alabama, who's, who's kind of been a repeat performer. And, and not, not just Alabama, but um, – the, the the Power Five conferences to be willing to come into uh, Atlanta and uh, in the Chick Fil A Commission and, and, and maybe uh, Gary Stoken I believe with the Atlanta Sports Council ha- kind of does a great job of putting this event yeah. together in conjunction yeah, with the Chick Fil A and the uh, formerly Georgia Dome but now the Mercedes Benz Stadium mm-hmm. two games. Uh, over the course of three days, uh, the the senior circuit with Alabama taking on Florida State in a power a top five matchup, and then the uh, JV game with Tennessee and Georgia Tech playing on Monday on Labor Day, uh, it, and I, I say that, uh, and I know I'll, I catch the ire uh, I'll catch the ire of redheaded Jenna, but uh, we will um, uh, we'll get into those matchups next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. But, man, Chick-fil-A does a great job. And um, what will be wonderful uh, as the playoff game will be played in Atlanta uh, mm-hmm. in, in that new stadium. And I, is that this season? Is that next? I, uh, we, don't, we don't have that in our notes. It's irrelevant. Who cares? Uh, pick up your cell phone, Google College Football Championship, and you guys can figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, if you're looking for us for all the facts, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, we don't have a we don't have a fact checker stat guy hang, you know, hanging off to the side here, waiting to look everything up for us. So some things we might be a little bit behind, some things we might get wrong. But you we know, will, last uh, week I called Georgia Tech on the planes for a minute. And uh, flat, but you corrected yeah, yourself. Yeah, I corrected myself. I think See, one things of, like that will happen. One of the things, and if you tune in, if you if you follow us on Twitter, we will make corrections on Twitter, and and we have no yeah. problem. We, uh, we Speaking kn- of Twitter and and last week's show and things, we, we previewed Georgia Tech, and then a big story broke this week, and um, I know one of our listeners, Redheaded Jenna, had a comment about our hatred for Georgia Tech, and, and she said I was a homer, which, all right, I think... I think if you're a fan of a team, you're everybody's a homer. You're always going to pull for your team. The difference is, is being a, a blind homer to me, which is someone that that sees things from a from a biased perspective and doesn't see flaws in their own team and can't recognize, you know, greatness in in their rivals or other teams. Wait a minute, are you saying redheaded Jenna might be a homer no, for Georgia no. Tech? Oh, is she's that- a, yeah, she's a homer, but I don't she- I don't know her. I don't know if she's a blind homer. I'm saying. She called me a homer, which I'll gladly say I'm a homer, but I'm not a blind homer, <laughs> if that makes sense. So, so what I what I was saying, the the reason I bring that up is is because Georgia Tech this week kicked off Diedrich Mills off their team. Their leading rusher, basically, I think, I mean, their best player on mm-hmm. offense. And that's a big deal. And I promised her I had something positive to say about Georgia Tech, which if I was a a true homer. You know, a blind homer, I wouldn't have anything positive to of say. Of course. So, so the fact that 
that Paul Johnson would kick him off the team this close to the season and such an important player. I don't know what it was that he did. I mean, there's speculation. I know in his past he's he's had some run-ins for different issues, but I'm not going to get into that. But the fact that he would kick him off the team, whereas a lot of programs, you know, your star players can get away with anything. You know, it, it, certain teams, especially in the Southeast, teams like Alabama, FSU, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Auburn. kind of a win-at-all-cost. Yeah, exactly. It's win-at-all-costs and cover up whatever sins and brush them under the rug and then – like Aaron Hernandez, you know, gets the NFL and they find out, oh, he failed a lot of drug tests when he was at Florida, but right. he still played. Um, so kudos, kudos to Paul Johnson. I'll give him credit for that. He's he's run a clean program and to and to kick your star tailback off the team this close to the start of the year is uh, I think he deserves some some respect for that. So uh, Paul Johnson probably the closest thing the ACC has to a real personality. Kind of the curmudgeon doesn't give you a whole lot. <laughs> Um, but uh, doesn't give you a whole lot in terms of, hey, you know, breaking, breaking things down, but uh, certainly um, maybe in the mold of a dry sense of humor like a Steve Spurrier back in the, in the old SEC. Uh, good, good for Paul, good for Tech. Uh, we, we do know, um, while we don't hate Georgia Tech, we might have a yeah. disdain for... Yeah, I don't uh, hate... Yeah. The hate wow. to me is, is a very strong word. I don't hate anything in sports or hate anyone in sports. Right. I don't care for them, and I'll, I won't hide that. Um, but I can I can acknowledge when, you know, when they when they do something positive or or it's not going to make me look at their their team and their or their season and immediately downgrade them or think any less of them or say, wow, they're not going to be any good this year because I don't like them. That's just just not. Yeah, it doesn't and work that way. Let's remember Georgia Tech, uh, and, and I feel like we're wasting too much time on Georgia Tech. We don't have anything to prove to anybody, but we do realize they went 3-0 against the SEC East last year. So uh, kudos to Georgia Tech. Uh, kudos to Paul Johnson for up- upholding his team rules and his players for upholding their team rules. And best of luck to Tech this season. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we look forward to you going 8-4 and four and losing to uh, Georgia in pure fashion 8. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they they beat us last year, so that's one thing that I, I I can't I'm not entitled to say anything about their football team or our rivalry right now because they beat us last year, so they have the bragging rights until well, November. So yeah, you I am entitled. You are. I am entitled yeah, to talk about Georgia Tech, uh, Georgia Speck, as my father-in-law used to call them, or yeah. the North Avenue Trade School. I'm I'm sure I'm making many fans here, but. The Bugs, uh, always difficult to play that triple option. I don't care who you are. And, and last year's game was an exciting game, especially if you're a Georgia Tech fan. Congratulations on that 28-27 win. Um, and I told her, I also told her, I know next week we're going to dig into to predictions and breaking down the games. I told her that I would have that prediction for this week, and that was my prediction that I'll get into more next week. But as one of my upsets for week one, I do have Georgia Tech beating the Volunteers from Tennessee. So and see, if I if I had blind hatred for Georgia Tech, I wouldn't they pick lose them every to game. Win that game. Exactly. losing every game. Exactly. It'd be 0 and 12. AP came out this week with their top 25, and you know, it, it's like uh, if you if you do an advent calendar, it's like man, oh my gosh! It's like you open up the door and it's you know you open up your advent calendar, and now the AP top 25, and that's like really getting close to Christmas. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. We want to talk about. We don't. We're not going to go through the entire top twenty-five because that, everybody does that. Who cares? You don't want to hear us say. Yeah. We we want to talk about our opinions on playoffs, and we really what we playoffs. Did, we talking about playoffs? 
Yeah, let's get into we're, we're absolutely talking about playoffs. Um, the last two weeks, we broke down the two premier conferences in the Southeast, the yeah. ACC and the SEC. Uh, you know, we're really talking about FBS football here, uh-huh. and we want to talk about our playoff predictions. Uh, we were taking a look at maybe the top 10, the top 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard me in week one feel like Auburn is a team to beat in the SEC West, not Alabama, or maybe not the team to beat, but the team I feel like will come out of that mm-hmm. that division, uh, represent the SEC uh, West in that, that conference game. I'm going to go ahead and tell you um, – I had uh, Auburn, Florida State, Southern Cal, and Ohio State. I tell you, I've got Ohio State number one running the table, uh, number one seed overall in the tournament. Florida State coming in at number two. Auburn coming in at number three. And USC number four pitting um, Ohio State against the Southern Cal Trojans in the first round. Florida State going against all, up against Auburn. I've got Florida State uh, riding things on their offensive line, beating the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Ohio State handling uh, my, my early favorite for Heisman Trophy winner, Sam Darnold. And Ohio, an Ohio State-Florida State matchup. Um, call it what you want, conference guy. This is not the demise of the SEC. These just happen mm-hmm. to be the two best teams, in my opinion, uh, in the country this season when it's all said and done. So do you have do you have Florida State beating Alabama in week one? I, I let's talk about that next week. Okay, okay. And, and I, I will tell you, I don't think Florida State has to beat Alabama in week to one to get into the yeah. to the to the uh, the final four. Mm-hmm. And and my pick uh, to win, which is hurting me, is Florida State to beat Ohio Oof. State. I'm a Miami guy. To say that too, that's now nothing that's would be, be painful. nothing would be better than to watch Miami beat Florida State twice this season. But uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna pick with my brain and not my heart this week. There you go. Yeah, I've I've got so you went outside the top ten for one of your playoff picks. I like that. I wanted to do that. I uh, I really for some reason really 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 want to put Texas in the playoff. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so high on Texas and Tom Herman. Um, Maybe because I wanted him to come to Georgia, but um, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to reach that far and make myself <laughs> just look like a total fool. Texas, if you don't know, Texas, the number 23 team yeah, in the, in the coming preseason. off a of five and seven record last year. But man, I, I have a lot of faith in Tom Herman and the talent that he can pull in at Texas. But maybe not, maybe not next year. So I, I have Ohio State. I put as the number one seat. So Bama. At number two, Florida mm-hmm. State at number three, and kind of went back and forth between USC and Washington out of the Pac-12, but um, kind of ended up going with Jake Browning and Chris Peterson, who I think is a better coach out there, as a number four. So that would put Ohio State against Washington. I have them winning that easily. Alabama against FSU. have Alabama beating FSU for a second time. And then Ohio State and Urban Meyer lifting up. Another trophy at the end of the year, beating beating Alabama in the title game. So I think it's Ohio State year. So you've got so we both have Ohio State in the title game. Yeah, you've got Ohio State beating Alabama. Alabama. I've got Florida State beating Ohio beating State. Ohio State. 
we got to mark the tape and write this down and come back to this in January. Yeah, yeah, let's, re- let's revisit let's, it. Neither one of us has an SEC team winning the championship. That's yeah, a shocker. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll lose our some of our followers on Twitter because we have not. A couple other teams to watch. Daniel, if you, if you had a chance, we've got our top four. If you give me one or two dark horses, what are you thinking uh, this season? Okay, so I think Penn State could easily could easily um, make noise up there in the Big Ten and come out. Uh, Auburn's another one that it, it's, I'm kind of like 51-49 Alabama over Auburn in the West. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and I and I just mentioned just mentioned Texas. You'll probably hear me talk about them a lot this year, unless they fall on their face. But I think I think Oklahoma is way overrated at number seven with the first year head coach there. I think they're overrated, and I would I really do think that that Texas could easily win the Big Twelve. So Texas is a team that that I think is going to make a lot of noise. That's kind of down there at the bottom. For the top 25. Well, I tell you, I, I, I will agree with that Penn State pick. That's a team I believe that can make some noise in the Big Ten. And we, we talked about uh, the East, I believe that was it the North and the South or East and the West division. East, uh, East and West. East yeah. and West in the Big Ten. Uh, it, you know, one of the, I don't want to get sidetracked, but is there ever a day when um, the Western division in the Big Ten will be the power? Um, division in that conference, and for uh, all the listeners, that's the that's the division that does not have Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State in it. That's in the East. So what we're talking about is anybody going to come out of Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, or Wisconsin? Is that division ever going to be the reigning power in the Big Ten? I can't I can't see a day when I'm alive. The, the, <laughs> the best chance you have right there, right? Uh, you know, today's age is, is Wisconsin. But back to my dark horse, uh, I digress. Like I said, Penn State, certainly a team. I think Clemson's lost way too much. I'm going to go way down the line here, and, and this might be a, re- uh, a reach. If Matt Canada comes in as Bill and can get Danny Etling right, you know you've got a great running back in Darius Geis at LSU. LSU always has a uh, perennial, uh, perennial top 15 defense. That's a team, if they can score some points – that can spell a lot of trouble for Alabama, for Auburn, and for the rest of the country. Very, very talented roster at LSU. Not, not unlike many of these other teams, but Canada so highly touted out of uh, coming in this year out of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. to help at Orgeron down there uh, in Baton, Baton Rouge. Excuse me. So I, I, I would say Penn State and then Louisiana State, LSU, Bengal Tigers. Uh, certainly my. Uh, my dark horse and Auburn's one. I mean, they're they're ranked one spot ahead of LSU. Mm-hmm. So you've already given us a, a pretty bold dark horse candidate there to be in the in the playoffs. So yeah, for the top twenty five, I don't see any other teams that really jump out that make you think, wow, that team can really really jumps out of somebody that's going to move way up or or move way down. There's a couple teams that I don't really understand how they got on there. But yeah, we talked a little bit before the show about South Florida. Do you think they could crash the party any? Their schedule is not very demanding. It's not too tough. Do you think there's any way they would sneak in? Yeah, as it stands, uh, and I don't believe South Florida has any team on their schedule that is currently ranked in the top 25. So you're looking at um, you know games with Tulsa, Central Florida. Uh, they do play you know you know Power Five conference. Uh, foe in Illinois, uh, Houston down the line, but that's a uh, no. That's that's a Houston. I don't see that. 
that's a Houston that's uh, without their their leader from last year, Tom Herman. They do bring in major. Uh, they do excuse me promote Major Applewhite there at the head coach, and and uh, he's had some success at the quarterback coach position, but. I just don't think, and that's a team that's currently ranked uh, 19 in the country. Uh, very well could go undefeated. I just don't think the strength of schedule is there with teams mm-hmm. like Stony Brook, Connecticut. Stony. I didn't know they had a football Temple. team. Um, they had a basketball team. Um, I've seen them in the tournament a couple times, but I didn't even know they had a football team. It's, let's see, like South Florida with a 98% chance to win that game via the – football power index so you know there you have it for stony brook yeah enough <laughs> man we're bad. we mentioned stony brook we're, we need to move on let's move so so that's 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 our college football uh coverage this coming week we will uh we will discuss and i'll get this to later on but we'll we'll talk about some of the results maybe san jose state upset south florida in week one and we will talk about some of those results and then look forward uh, to mm-hmm. the upcoming, the real opening weekend in yeah. college football. And if any of y'all out there um, have any any big upsets or anybody that you think is going to rise up and sneak into the playoffs, let us know on Twitter. We'll we'll, we'll interact. Absolutely, we'd love to hear it. We're, we we love the people. Absolutely love yeah. the people. We are for the people. Men of the people. Men of the people. Right. Yeah. Man, there's a there is a zoo going on. In Las Vegas this weekend, mm-hmm. spectacle maybe. Spectacle was a good way to put it. A good way to put it, because I mean, I'll admit, I'm I'm gonna be buying it on pay per view and watching it. <laughs> and uh, but I don't know how much of it is is like a money grab by McGregor, because because every yeah, I mean Mayweather's opponents are always well paid, you know, and to boost his profile, or if he really thinks he might really think that he he can. He can win that fight, but yeah, spectacle is a good way to put it. I mean, their their little press tour that they did, going out and getting they each get the microphone and and bash the other one and you know bad mouth. It was entertaining the first couple nights, then it kind of got old. But um, if there's one thing Mayweather knows how to do: it's promote and get paid. In box, obviously, I'm yes. a I'm a I'm a big fan of boxing, and it's been hard to. They just haven't been any. Any great fights in a while, especially in the heavyweight division. The heavyweight division has been so bad for so long, and this. So the fact that that Floyd Mayweather fighting an MMA champion is is the best fight in the last year or two is is telling. But hey, that's where I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna pay for it. You know, it, one of the things we we get with boxing is we are are the fights fixed. And I watched Manny Pacquiao's last fight uh, that. That was broadcast on ESPN. Didn't even know he was fighting, to be honest with you. And and what I thought, watch Pac-Man get robbed in a fight where I'm not a, a fan of Manny Pacquiao, but the fight was in Australia. The hometown kid was fighting. He got the decision on the scorecard. I thought Manny did a, enough from a casual viewer's eye to win that fight. Uh, maybe the judges saw something different. A lot of shady ju- decisions come down in boxing. Uh, there's been several over the last five or six years that have been very high profile, and yeah, the, with with somebody and with somebody like Mayweather, if you want to beat him, you got to knock him out because right. any decision, <laughs> for the most part, is going to go his way. So, so McGregor's got he's got a tall task in front of him. I don't know, I don't, and he's not trained to go 
to go that long, you know, and the UFC fights don't go but a few rounds, so I could see it getting ugly after round four or five. Do do you see? Are, are we are we talking about a Conor McGregor that loses his cool and bites off Floyd Mayweather's ear, <laughs> a la Mike Tyson so. and no. Evander Holyfield? Or are we just uh, does does McGregor just lose his cool and 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 Mayweather is able to run around the ring like a uh, you know. Uh, I think he'll do what he always does, which is kind of play defense, tap, and frustrate you and, and just avoid getting hit, which is kind of his specialty. And I, I think McGregor will probably try to to catch him with the you know, to knock him out. And mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll get frustrated. I don't think he'll lose his cool out there. Um, but I think he will get tired of, of chasing Floyd around and, and – Floyd will kind of just toy with them towards the end, and I think Floyd could probably knock him out at any after halfway through the fight, whenever he really wanted to. I don't think McGregor is as used to getting hit as hard as Floyd can hit, but I just hope it's entertaining and lasts a while and is worth the money, you know, because it's that's a lot to ask. But well, we know that Floyd Mayweather will be getting paid. Uh, <laughs> McGregor will be getting paid. I think this is this is a great. This couldn't have come at a a, a better time. Safe, uh, you know, right. We need something to kind of drag us into college football to really mm-hmm. bring us in. Uh, we're in the dog days of summer in baseball. Uh, you know, NBA news is NBA is kind of dead. Pro football is in its preseason. Mm-hmm. Golf majors are done, done, so it's time to yes. One last little thing to get us over this last week. Until next week, where we have some some good action. So yeah, it's good timing. It's it's good timing out there. So so does this fight go to go the distance, or does it does it? I mean, is it stopped? You said he could knock him out if he wanted. I would say maybe seven or eight rounds. Seven or eight so it might go the distance. You know, but. Floyd loves to give people. He's a showman. Yeah, right. You mentioned that. Yeah, they both are. They're both showmen. Uh, and I think Conor McGregor has done an excellent job of trash talking and and really fulfill his part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one one of my favorites is is talking is him calling out uh, uh, Floyd about him being a tax evader and said is he you know calling out his dress and how he how he presents himself yeah. and um, you know he's a uh, you know, McGregor from the maybe from the wrong side of the tracks in Ireland as as they might <laughs> yes. have it but a guy who's done well for himself uh-huh. uh, and and really has done well for his image. Very I don't think Floyd would let him hang around because Floyd, I mean, that would be kind of insulting to him, being that he considers himself the best boxer of all time, to let a guy who's basically an amateur boxer step in and take you the distance. I don't think he would. I don't think he would want to do that. And he's already going to make his money anyway, so I can't see it. I don't think it'll go the distance. I think he'll. I think he'll take him out in the mid mid to late rounds. I tell you what, this is and and this is my thought on it. If Floyd makes a mistake, Floyd is older. He hasn't fought in almost two years. Uh, if Floyd, um, the mistake to me is going to happen in rounds one through three, mm-hmm. uh, where I think McGregor is a guy that can knock Floyd out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it would have to be in those first three rounds. Uh, one, now we're talking about endurance and stamina and a boxer versus a, a, a physical fighter, yeah. um, you know, who's – this is his game. It's like, you know, in, inviting uh, 
you know, inviting Paley in for a free throw shooting contest. It's like it's like a, a marathon runner going up against hey, Usain Bolt, a much, sprint much racer. better at you know, analogy right there. It's yes. just two different, completely different things. And if you're if you're McGregor and it gets to be like round four and you haven't knocked him out and Floyd's just dancing around, if if you were him, would you just start kicking? You, you something or you you, you kick? I mean, why you, not? I mean, just, what do you have to lose at that point? Just yeah. just take out your frustration. Just start kicking and kneeing and going full MMA on him, <laughs> UFC. And why not? <laughs> and that that is the equivalent of Tyson biting off Vander yeah. Holyfield's. Yeah. I mean, kind of. We're getting there. Kind of getting kick there. Versus <laughs> biting off an ear. <laughs> That's as close as we're gonna yeah. get to, to that. So you've got Mayweather going going eight. I think Mayweather takes it the distance and and, and goes all twelve rounds, um, and then they hug it out. They they hug it out in, yeah. in, in the middle and and let bygones be bygones. Yeah, all this is all. I mean, it's, it's a show. It's every time. It's, it's for show. Right, exactly. They, know, they, they I'm sure as soon as they step off the saves, they're laughing about it right. behind the curtain because they they're, they're going back and saying we just got paid. Yeah. Cash that lottery ticket. Yeah. So we we talked about big news in the NBA. We gave our predictions. We ran down college football's, quote, unofficial opening to the week. Um, so much more we can talk about. We have NC State kicking off players. Jim McElwain not naming a quarterback. And if you've uh-huh. got three quarterbacks, you've got no quarterbacks. Yeah, a couple could, arrests down there, too. A couple of arrests in, in Florida. We've got some suspensions that may affect the outcome of that game next week, but we'll get into that next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even... Ohio State's backup quarterback breaking his uh, breaking his wrist. You've got um, probably won't get into this until before we record again. But uh, Kevin Wilson, former Indiana head coach, now going to Ohio State, mm-hmm. and Ohio State takes on Indiana. So a lot of things we could have got into. We just kind of running out of time. So we wanted to pick some of the the highlights of this week and really discuss some of the the, the big picture items and. And if you don't know, if you're listening from across the globe, we are based out of the Southeast, so a lot of our uh, coverage, discussions, and topics will be based around sports or sporting events. Uh, If they're not a big national story, it's going to be a a Southeast story. Yeah, it's going to be relevant to people around us, you know, and people listening in the Southeast. That's that's the main area we're going to cover. So I want to want to kind of tease next week to make you come to hopefully you'll come back and listen again and um, and and click that follow button on Twitter once again at the role players one on Twitter T H E R O L E P L A Y E R S and then the number one on Twitter follow us there uh, our goal is twenty five thousand followers we're up to fourteen so thanks a lot for <laughs> for the faithful fourteen. Next week, we will get into our breakdowns. And, and when I say breakdowns, we are not going stat by stat, line by oh. line. We will not go stat by stat, line by line. We will uh, we'll break down, and you have to come back and listen to how we break that down. We'll break down four, four big games we feel like next week. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, Tennessee taking on Georgia Tech in, on, on Labor, Labor Day, Day yeah. on Labor Day night. Monday uh, night. Uh, Saturday, September 2nd, we've got Alabama taking on Florida State, also in the Chick-fil-A kickoff game. Yeah, that's the heavyweight. That's that's the main event right there, and, Saturday night. And Jerry World, we've got Florida taking on Michigan. So you've got that mm-hmm. Big Ten SEC matchup. Both teams going out of conference. So so for conference guys, certainly that's something that you want yeah, to pay. Yeah, conference guy pay, cares about yeah, that. You know, football guy cares about it. 
but conference guy, I'm sure that's a big thing for you guys. Yeah. And then we'll 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 touch on the um, uh, the summer teeth bowl. Uh, excuse me, West Virginia and Virginia Tech. <laughs> Uh, t- take West Virginia taking on Virginia Tech in Landover, Maryland, if I'm not mistaken, or at FedEx. I'm sorry, at FedEx Field, uh, home of the Washington Redskins. Another so, interesting matchup there. Another, yeah, another good one. That that's really the main ones that we thought really jumped out from Week One. It, it definitely doesn't compare to last year's Week One, where you had just a ton of matchups. So to us, those were really the four biggest games of of Week One. Week Two is going to have a lot too, but. For, for next week and week one, those are the four that we're really going to focus on. So we, we've gone through our, most of our show. I told you we get to a wild card. Um, and I, I, Daniel, how, how long have you lived in Metro Atlanta? Since 89. 89. Yeah. I've been here for 11 years. So while definitely not a native of Atlanta, I've been here long enough to feel like I belong yeah. uh, in the metro area. And and. and there's just some some sometimes things get played out like yeah like phrases topics sayings get get phased you know yeah, get played much, out yeah pretty much it, everything at some point but some people still carry still, them on it's like, you know? it's like and a lot of times it's those people who aren't from that area that yeah. say those things about that place so Atlanta has a couple of things that they just kind of stuck in our craw that we thought. If you are traveling, we're going to get this out ahead of time. If you're traveling in from Alabama, from Tallahassee, from Knoxville, Tennessee, or from those surrounding areas, yeah. maybe a Clemson fan coming in, traveling through, maybe a Gamecock fan coming through, uh, traveling. And, man, Atlanta's a big hub for air travel. So, you know, you get on yeah. that, that Delta flight and you're flying in and, and you get to Atlanta. There's some things we, we want to make sure you never, ever say right, or, or, or do. Right, and the and the the one that that sticks out to me is if you're from Atlanta or the surrounding areas or Georgia in general, you don't say hot Atlanta, hot Atlanta. We don't we don't say hot Atlanta. Nobody in the state, and especially the city of Atlanta, nobody says hot Atlanta. And I don't I don't know how this one doesn't die. Like when the Olympics came around, I think somebody threw it out there, but I've never heard anybody from this area say it. That we don't say Hotlanta. And that's an easy way to tell that somebody's not from the state or you're visiting. So if you're coming into the Chick-fil-A game and you're staying down there, don't don't just don't say the the word Hotlanta because you're just gonna get you're just gonna get looked at funny and yeah, it's just we not, don't we don't say that. Yeah. We never really said that. And uh, but but somehow every once in a while I'll hear that I'll hear that come up where somebody uses the term hot Atlanta and I just cringe every time I do. So we, we're here for the people. We want to let you know. Now, now I've got something that kind of annoys me and this is this, we're going to go baseball here and something that has got to be the most played out thing and is is the chop. The tomahawk the chop? Tomahawk That's a sacred. That's no, a it's sacred. <laughs> it's sacred because the, the music uh the genesis of that that chant is from the Florida State mm-hmm. band of, of marching whatever mm-hmm. uh, down in Tallahassee. And trust me, I've been in several games in Doak Campbell Stadium, so I know exactly where that music came yeah. from. Uh, it is the Florida State Seminoles marching band doing that, playing that song. And the chop was so cool in the 90s. Man. It was awesome. It man. was I so made, awesome. Uh, I know. would make tomahawks out of... Uh, 
paper towel dowels and like, you know pl- man I would cardboard the un- unprecedented run from the Braves yeah. from from 91 to 2006 2007 uh, but but I got to tell you guys the chop is played out at Braves you got to find something different something new you you guys we cannot compete as Atlanta Braves fans with the Nationals doing the chop they've got Bryce Harper we've got the chop the chop the chop. Do they still they, have uh, Chief Nakahoma? No, they retired him yeah, too. Yeah. It's like the good stuff. They retired. <laughs> yeah, all the I haven't been to a Braves too. game in a long time, so well, I couldn't tell you. Well, I, can, the I, can, I can tell you. I was at the Braves game last Friday night, and they were doing the chop. And, and you my, didn't chop? I did not chop. My children looked at me, and they, they said, what's wrong with you? I said, well, that's Florida State, and I'm a Miami fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what's going on here. So I remember when Braves, it first happened, people saying, oh, they stole that from Florida State. And I didn't know any better. I was young, and I was like, no, I'm not. That's yeah, absolutely. A, a Braves thing. Absolutely but. stolen from the Florida State Seminoles. So let's let's stop stealing from from the Native Americans. Give it back, <laughs> and uh, let's come up with something different, like beating the Washington Washington Nationals and that punk Bryce Harper. Uh, those are things I would love to see Atlanta do. Now, uh, we we want to we really want to reach out to our families. There's one other thing like we know who Atlanta people are when I say Atlanta metro Atlanta because mm-hmm. we technically do not live in Atlanta yeah, I mean suburbs metro yeah Atlanta we, area. we're metro Atlanta so when when I tell people where I'm from I, I have to say well I'm from Atlanta and then I say no metro Atlanta because you would never guess the name of it you wouldn't know where I'm right, from it just right. doesn't show up on a map yeah um, but there is a for for all those who are are local and we'd be more impressed with somebody from out of, out of town or out of state we've got up for grabs a $25 Applebee's gift card. Mm-hmm. Uh, money, money. Money, money. And, and so... It's free money, too. Free money. Free $25 money. Applebee's gift card for... And I hope I still have this Applebee's gift card because then I have to come up with... Yeah, then you have to buy one. You're going to have to cost me. I won't tell anybody. This. All right, well... If there is something that in the Atlanta music scene, the, the hip-hop music scene... An Every iconic DJ. Iconic DJ. And his his intro. His, his intro. His song. There is a certain time of day that it's time for Greg Street to Greg, rock. It's time for Street to rock. Yeah. So it's and if you if you have been in Atlanta in the last twenty to twenty five years and browsing through the radio, you you know what time it is the time for Greg Street to rock. So if if you can tell us what time it is for Greg Street to rock. Yeah, it'd be more impressive if you didn't Google it too. Yeah, there's no yeah. way we'll be able to tell if you right. Google you it or not. You can cheat, but who wants to? Let's You're let's cheating have some fun with that. Yeah, if you know it, if you don't know it, guess. You know, take a guess, and and then you would you would win honestly if you got it right. So here's how to answer that question: You have to tweet us. We, we yeah. don't want DMs. We want you to tweet us directly. Yeah. Um, you know, take your guesses. Greg uh, Street. Greg Street. Yeah. What time did he rock? What time did Greg Street rock? Yeah, simple question, and you get we'll give you free money. Tell you Atlanta, while maybe not the best sports town, certainly a great town for sports. Yeah. Uh, and when I say not the best sports town, our, our teams, um, you know, well we're not the Knicks and we're not Cleveland. Uh, one national, well actually two national titles uh, for professional sports teams. You got the Braves winning it all in '96 and the 
major league lacrosse team bringing home a, a world <laughs> world title this season. The Georgia Swarm. We are really proud. They even had their celebration party at Taco Mac at the Prado. The, uh, the ta- yeah, the Taco Mac. So I miss that. Uh, I miss that parade. Well, you know, it, it was I, like I bet it was celebrated. Yeah, in East it was. Cobb. Yeah, it was like going to a a dance at Georgia Folks Tech. Folks Milton and East Cobb probably yeah, kept up. With it was that. like going to a dance at Georgia Tech. Just didn't happen. <laughs> I tell you what, we've had a, we, I've had fun tonight, Daniel. I, I, I hope I hope our listeners are having fun listening to us. I hope so. Matt, I tell you what, the fun's going to end here. The, in the fun's about this it, week. It, 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 it will end this week. We can't we can't go on forever. Right. Fun. Do us a favor, guys. If you're listening to us on iTunes, write us a review. Uh, write us a good review. We don't want yeah, positive. Don't write a bad review. Yeah, we don't, don't want bad reviews. Who wants to listen to bad reviews? Write I us mean, a good. I mean, even review. a mediocre review would be good, but but five stars. Yeah, we, we, we definitely want to be above the three-star general <laughs> who will re- remain Good throwing nameless. that in there. And some a couple people mentioned last week that they tried to give us a, a review and it didn't go through. I don't yeah, – you try. I don't know what, what that was or I, I don't know what's going on with iTunes. Maybe it'll work. Just Yeah, just give it – it doesn't take long. You know, you just tap – you tap the five star, and you could just you can write something, or you don't have to write something. There you you can write whatever you want. You could you know you could write hot dog and submit it, and it would still go through. So absolutely, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We will be back next week to break down college football and other sports news. We are once again we're the role players. You can follow us on Twitter at the role players. That's T H E R O L E P L A Y E R S, and then the number one, the role players one. We hope you have a great, enjoyable week and one final last weekend before mm-hmm. college football officially starts. We made stars. it, y'all. Just, we just made one it. more to go. We made it this far. Uh, just take a deep we breath. We get the rest of the way. It's, it's the last leg. Guys, I am Arthur Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. We'll ha- see y'all. We'll see y'all next week. And don't forget our opinions don't matter. Yeah, listen to them anyways. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah.